0: welcome
1: to it's a good day podcast we are three friends who love to laugh and believe that through jesus even the tough seasons are good
2: you never know what will happen on our show but we hope you will join us as we find the good in every day
3: hi everyone so glad you're joining us for this episode we're continuing on with our theme of health for this month if you haven't heard the other episodes, you can go back to episode 19, where we talk about physical health, and episode 20, where we talk about mental and spiritual health. Today, Wendy August and I chat with Tanya Kropp. She is a homeschool mom of seven, business owner, and personal trainer. She is passionate about helping people get into better health. We chatted a lot about that. She shares some of her personal health journey and her life journey in general tanya is very real and somebody who wants to see people thrive and live healthy lives that glorify god she talked to us about being diagnosed with lyme and how changing her way of eating made a big change we chatted about a lot of other things like the importance of accountability and benefits of exercise and adding in fruits and vegetables we talked about shame and the effect it can have on our health We loved how Tanya talked about focusing on the good, focusing on adding in the good things and what is good to eat rather than focusing on what we shouldn't eat. She also shared a little from her experience about what to do when the people around you aren't making the same healthy choices you're aiming to make. We really appreciate her coming and sharing parts of her life with us and we think you will enjoy this episode as much as we enjoyed sitting down with Tanya. If you like what you are hearing, we ask that you would please leave us a review and a rating wherever you listen. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at itsagooddaypodcastmail at gmail.com or on Instagram we are at itsagoodday underscore pod. Thanks for listening. Here's the episode.
2: Hi friends. Welcome. Here we are today with one of my best friends in the world, Tanya Krapp. And she also brought along her son's girlfriend, Kayla. She's here listening as well. We are really excited to have her. Mm-hmm. Tanya, will you tell us a little bit about yourself? Tell us about your family and what you do for work, what you do for fun. I don't know, whatever you want to say.
4: Um, well, I just turned 40 this year. Woohoo. That's fun. You look awesome. <laughs> and um, have seven children. A daughter-in-law, hopefully soon to be daughter-in-law, and um, one granddaughter. <laughs> wow, that's great! At forty, you have a granddaughter. That's I pretty do. young. That's
2: pretty young to be have a granddaughter.
4: Yeah, that's a fun thing, though. It's so it's so fun. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. That's great. I love it. So that's your family, and you have boys or girls.
4: So we have six boys and one girl.
2: <laughs> wow. Is the girl the last one?
4: <laughs> nope. Um, she's number six. And then six long years later, <laughs> we had another one. A little boy. Casey, And he's
0: so cute. I was <laughs> going to say the same thing. He's such a cutie.
2: <laughs> we should get a picture of her family and put yes. in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Do we have show notes? No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, not sure don't. But we <laughs> maybe, don't. One yeah. day, maybe
2: one day we'll upgrade to show notes. Yeah, that'd be fancy. So we are talking a little bit about health this month, and we know that you have a business that has a lot to do with health. Will you tell us a little bit about that?
4: Sure. Um, so we own boda fitness which um boda is swedish for to heal to cure and to restore to health and that kind of doubles as our mission to we want to help people get into better health and um we run like personalized um classes and um fitness classes group classes small groups and personal training and we're really more of a um personalized program rather than uh just a fitness center drop-in because we realize that people need that personalized accountability to help them get to wherever their goals are, whether that's gaining weight or losing weight or, um, losing fat or training for a, you know, a fitness show or something like that or a event that they're doing or whatever. Um, so we, um, we have added element of accountability in our, in our
2: yeah yeah with your program so what has how long have you been doing it
4: so our business has been open um for about five years now um but as far as like fitness and stuff in my life i guess i can tell you a little bit about that that's um goes back a long ways um so I was always super active when I was a kid, and I was an athlete, and so I played sports every season, and I loved it. Like, did I just I had, couldn't find anything better to do? I was always playing sports. Even when I wasn't playing sports, then I was on the basketball court or something or roller skating or whatever. And so I. um, it, That was up until the end of high school and then when I got pregnant for my first son, after I had him, um, I've gone through a bunch of ups and downs and things like that. Um, And it was really um, about eight years ago that I really started getting into fitness and really learning about it. And then it was about six years ago that I got my own personal training certification so that I could help other people. And, um, and it really became something super, super important to me and that I felt like was important enough to really try to instill that in other people. So
2: that's awesome. So what do you, was there a catalyst? Like, was there something that, like you said, you would always like to be active, but was there something that made you go from wherever you were to, okay, this is really important?
4: Um, so In my um, past, um, I should also mention that um, everyone on my mom's side, every woman on my mom's side is obese, and my mom is to the point now where she is like um, older and um, she doesn't do much and can't do much. And so, for me, when um, eight years ago, when I had pretty much changed my life and just realized that that I needed it every day in my life. I mostly looked to my mom and my aunt and my grandma, and I was like, that is not a place that I want to be. I want to be around for my grandchildren. I want to be active for my grandchildren. I want to, but not just for them, like for myself, like I'm slightly competitive. <laughs> i <I'll> say slightly, <laughs> a lot. And I just love competing. So for me, it's, like fun and exhilarating to do 5k's and stuff like that and not that i win them or anything but occasionally i place and stuff like that so it's just um so i love that part but for me mainly is to keep myself like not going down that path where i'm only 60 years old and i can't hardly walk out
2: walk around a store or something like that so what did that look like for you when it when it changed what changes did you need to make that yeah what did that look like
4: um so i um i first started in a similar program to ours so that was helpful for for me to like just have the accountability like which i think for anyone that is true like for those very few people that can go out and do it on their own more power to them but general population needs somebody to hold or something to hold Mm -hmm. them accountable um so i had somebody holding me accountable but the regular exercise, while miserable while you're doing it, it changes so much in your brain and in your body that it helps you to be able to function so much better throughout the rest of your day, throughout the rest of your week, and whatever. So I started regular regular exercise and I started to learn about nutrition. And it really has taken me, no joke, like seven years, <laughs> literally about a year ago, to get to a place where I knew that nutrition had, my nutrition had to be changed because I was diagnosed with Lyme a year ago. And when I was diagnosed with Lyme, um, the reason I was diagnosed was because I went in because I had Bell's palsy, which was terrifying, terrifying. It was like, I thought I I had, was having a stroke or something. And people were telling me. I have a
0: question. What is that? I have no idea what Bell's that is. That palsy. Yeah.
4: So um, the technical thing that's happening is there's inflammation in your, um, in the side, of, there's inflammation in the side of, the inflammation in the side of your face and it presses on a nerve and so your whole face will either freeze or droop way down. And so thankfully, two things. One, my face didn't droop way down because I would have been really embarrassed. <laughs> It just froze, but my eye wouldn't close and my mouth wouldn't smile and stuff like that. Okay. So um, I was um, really thankful that it wasn't droopy and I didn't look horrendous. It was weird, but it wasn't horrendous. And the, the second thing I'm thankful for was that I got it because then I had to go into the hospital and they had to test me for a million different things. And so I forced them to test me for Lyme and... Um, Because I had a couple other symptoms and that turned out to be what what it was. Well, that was a big wake-up call as far as nutrition. And I had been slowly making changes along the way and incorporating different things. But it wasn't until then that I woke up and I was like, holy cow, I need to really take care of myself because I'm not well. And so I made some changes, which... People have asked me to do a video about all the changes that I made because I healed very quickly from it as opposed to some people that are still dragging it out a year later. And mm-hmm. I, um, my Bell's palsy cleared up in a week and a half. And everyone, including the doctor, told me it would be six weeks to six months. And it, no, they've not seen anybody's clear up like mine did. But it was because of the nutritional changes that I made and that was like huge like that and because I saw such a dramatic change with that and because people were so shocked by how quickly it cleared up that I am never gonna not do that (laughs) again like I will like still maintain those same things Mm -hmm. principles that I had done during that time because I was so sick and I felt such a difference with it.
0: Yeah. So what did you, what did you change?
4: <laughs> so, um, so it's very well known that um, inflammation in your body is caused by what you put into your body. Um, and um, whether there's an infection or something like that, but it's some, some kind of malfunction in your body. And so that it's, um, so foods that you put in your body can cause inflammation or, and are anti-inflammatory. That's why we say like, right. eat, you know foods that are anti-inflammatory and stuff like that. So I cut out all inflammatory foods, um, which would be like dairy and meat and um, things like that. And I only had raw anti-inflammatory foods, so okay. tons and tons of greens. I would make a smoothie that I use green vibrance, so like it's like a powdered green, and I had tons of scoops of greens in there. Um, tons of berries um, and uh, dates things like that that and all in my smoothie and that's basically what I eat is mostly just smoothies all day like I probably would have two or three smoothies in a day and then um, just some fruits and vegetables here and there and Mm -hmm. stuff like that Um, but that was like the main thing that so now now while I eat a few other separate different things I maintain my smoothie every day. Like I have my green, really heavy green dark smoothie every day because that was a big drastic change. There were also some supplements that I added into, which number one I highly recommend for especially women is magnesium, super important, and that was one of the ones that I added in, and vitamin C as well. Um, so I highly recommend those. Okay. Awesome.
2: Okay, so that was while you were healing, and then you said you still do that smoothie. Are you still mainly only doing those few things? Like, is your diet very, um, what, What's the regimented? word? Regimented. <laughs> strict. Yeah, strict. I guess. Like,
4: um, so I maintain the smoothie, and I do um a few other things. Like, I try to incorporate oatmeal and different, you know things like that. But it is a lo- little bit looser as far as like my other meals. Like I'll, I will now have like meat occasionally or, you know, something like that. But I try to just stick to, you know, pretty, pretty strict, yeah. <laughs> pretty strict diet.
2: Yep. And as far as the lime now, where is that at?
4: So, um, so, so far, as long as I maintain my supplements and my smoothie, I feel really great. Um, there are days where I'm like, Oh, ah, is it coming back? <laughs> I do have like freakouts like that, but right. um for the most part, like I feel really, really well, really good. Like I'm back to my state, like self as far as like being able to exercise and like the energy level is way up and like all that. So I definitely feel like a million times better. Um,
2: Talk to me a little bit about weight loss. I don't know, did you have weight to lose in all of this? journey as it was become more important or you've seen a lot of people that have lost, like where, where would you, where do you suggest someone to start in that?
4: Okay. So, um, I, oh, when I'm interviewing somebody, cause we interview everyone to work with us, um, cause we realize that some people are just not going to fit with us and we're not going to fit with them, that kind of thing. So we interview everyone, but I always tell everybody like I have Lost 500 pounds, (laughs) and I'm like, and they look at me and they they see me at 130 pounds. They're like, you lost 500 pounds, and I'm like, well, I am not the person that like has a baby and then's just skinny afterwards. Like, I literally go way up and then I come way back down, and it's a battle and a journey and a fight every single time. So with having seven kids, it was like up down up down up down up down, and um and not that i was like eating horrendous during the pregnancies or anything like that i just i don't know it's just how my body operates and i don't feel bad about that because i had really super healthy pregnancies and really super healthy like deliveries and so um so but each time i've had to lose probably 50 50 pounds or something like each time and it is it's tough it's not easy it's hard it's a mind game every day and um I strongly suggest surrounding yourself with people that are like-minded that want to go on that same path with you because as soon as you have people that aren't they're taking you out to eat (laughs) and so it's really it's really hard um but um but there I I've lost weight like so many different ways to I can't even tell you like it's so crazy before I actually knew about good nutrition I, I, I don't even know I would like count calories and I would do I would do all sorts of I don't know just different things carb cycling just just different things to just try to play with my mind you know whatever and stuff like that um, some things that I would highly recommend for somebody to do is eat in an eight-hour window so um, I believe that the Bible teaches that fasting is good and that it's good for your brain, your body, everything so um, and spiritually. So I think that like just incorporating that into a daily thing it is a really awesome thing for for everyone. Um, to give your body that break of 16 hours of not processing any food is super, super healthy and super good for you. So that that's one easy step that you can take to, You know, move yourself towards a healthier place. Um, And then also, I highly recommend as many fruits and vegetables as you can a day. But if you want to just start out, add one extra fruit, one extra vegetable a day. Like eat an apple today and then it's better than you did yesterday. You know, so that's that's what I that's what I recommend. And just listen to people things about that you know and like podcasts or you know people talking about it or whatever and like I said like that's that's another way you can surround yourself with people that are on the same wavelength as you you know just uh, moving you towards the direction you want to go
1: like this podcast for example
4: (laughs) (laughs) right and I was gonna
0: say just yeah like when you're surrounding yourself When you're surrounding yourself and listening and putting things in, it just motivates you to do better, I think.
2: Can you talk a little bit about, I think that the surrounding yourself, that makes a lot of sense. But can you tell me about, like, what about if you're in a marriage where you don't both see eye to eye and you can't change that other person? I mean, can you talk from... You haven't said much about your husband. I don't know where he's at with that. Well, that's a lie. I don't know. Um, but can you?
1: We all know. <laughs> we are. No, but
2: and I'm pretty sure there's or not. Or have too many you on ever? <laughs> you know, have you always been the one motivating, or have you ever been on the other side of the of uh, the coin? That's I think can be a big issue when it comes to health and where we're at. It's discouraging to live with someone who's not in the same place is yeah
4: it is um so um I kind of kind of have both views of this because really in the beginning of our marriage and even before when we were dating we were teenagers like he didn't care at all and I've always been super conscious of what I was eating or how much I weighed or anything like that and he really didn't have um anything then he went way to the other side (laughs) as we all know. And, um, they, he has studied it so much that honestly, I go to a doctor for a diagnosis. Like I went to the doctor and I was diagnosed with Lyme and I said, thank you. And then I went home and he told me what I needed to do to fix it. And I did that and it fixed it as opposed to, like I said, most people that I know with Lyme are drawing it out for years, you know? And so, um, he is extreme, um, his knowledge of just nutrition and stuff like that. So we have had many arguments <laughs> about what food's in our house and what food is not going to be in our house. And um, it is super stressful, I'm not going to lie. Um, and honestly, like, I, I don't know how to answer besides, like, you just got to – you have to do what you have to do and really make it priority because honestly, like, I don't know, I, now I'll pull up the verse that I was going to talk about anyway, um, just because um, 1 Corinthians three sixteen seventeen. 17, this is one of the verses that really stuck out to me that really helped me to make change. Um, but um, anyway, I'll read it. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person for God's temple is sacred and you are together you together are that temple. And I just really believe that we are supposed to take care of this that we're in and like if I die at 50 and could have lived another 25 30 years spreading God's word and spreading God, you know, God's love then all those people would have missed out because I didn't take care of my temple. You know, I didn't take care of the place that God was dwelling, you know. And so, I mean, I know there's freak accidents and stuff like that. But, like, I'm talking about the responsibility I have of taking care of what I was given. And so, um, so I think it comes down to that as far as when you're in a marriage. And, you know, and just keep your mouth shut, honestly. <laughs> like, keep your mouth quiet. Do what you're supposed to do and and your spouse would see a change. You know what I mean? Like, once they see the change, maybe they'll be like, oh, maybe that does work. Maybe I should, you know, try this, you know. But if you're, like, preaching at them and, you know, nagging and stuff, that's not gonna. Right. Not gonna.
1: <laughs> yeah. It seems like that is a, how a lot of things is in marriage, though. Like we struggle with a lot of different things and we, I feel like if you've been in marriage for very long, you realize like the nagging doesn't work. So
0: I haven't quite yeah. figured it out yet, but I'll get there. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I, I, I knew that I think pretty quickly, but I'm not always very good at yeah. not nagging.
1: No. Yeah. It's just a good point. Yeah. Cause it's, I can see that in a lot of different areas of marriage. Yeah. And I think that
2: I'm assuming, or I think that there's ways to surround yourself even besides that person. Mm -hmm. I think that that can be a roadblock for some people because that's like your main person.
4: Well, I also think that it can be an excuse too. Sure. You know, because we want to be comfortable in our sin or not doing what we're supposed to be doing. You know what I mean? We want to be comfortable with it. And so we want excuses and sometimes we'll just take them instead of... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Making change or doing what
2: we right. should be doing, we can see something and yeah. grab onto. That's the reason. Yeah, I think sometimes that can happen with accountability too. You know, if your accountability partner quits, then you quit. Yeah, when yeah. you can't, you just have to continue yeah. to surround yourself and yeah. find another place. <laughs> right. How how about when it comes to to your children and teaching them to be healthy and. Even what does it look like now for your adult children? Have they kind of subscribed to <laughs> me in words? I was gonna say subscribed. Where? What is my problem? <laughs> have, have they subscribed to the same outlook on health as you have, or not? Or yeah, tell us.
4: So I think just like anything with child training, it's like what you what they're raised up with, you know, will be ingrained in them. And also, as the Bible says, train your child up in the way it should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. And even if sometimes they stray away a little bit, like they'll come back. Like I really feel like all of my young adult children are like definitely conscious of it and definitely while they might not always make the right choices, they definitely know. They 100% know what they should and should not be eating, and they, um, and some of them are more particular about it, and they're more, you know, willing to do that. And then other ones, like my oldest, Donovan, he he has been more of like the I'm gonna eat what I want kind of kind of thing until just this last couple of weeks when his younger brother beat him in a race, and now he's like, yeah, I'm eating better, and he's not beating me again. <laughs> And so, um, so, but they, but they're very conscious of it and they know, and I think they, that comes from just teaching them and them hearing it. And, but not only that, but like seeing it, seeing the difference, like seeing me before Lyme or, and then after, or like, um, just seeing, watching me struggle with my weight and like go up and down or like, no, thank you. Say no, thank you. That, I say that a million times. I can't even tell you how many times I'll be at a party. No, thank you. I'm like, oh, you're not eating. Like... It's not that I'm not eating, it's just I like make different choices. Like it's it's fine. Like I am okay with that. I enjoy healthy food. <laughs> but um but and I'm not gonna say I don't indulge once in a once in a while. I do. I love junk food too. <laughs> but um but yeah, I think they do a really great job. Like even my twelve year old, Wendy knows, she's he's been over over to her house and even Anywhere he goes, actually, at camp, they told me at camp that he was even saying stuff like, oh, I can't have that. And so, um, yeah, so I, you know, and not only just the food, but even the exercise and stuff like that, too. They all, you know, enjoy running races and um, they all enjoy sports. And I like as far as kids are concerned. Getting them busy by doing something fun. Like, I think that's the most important thing is just having fun with them and getting them outside and active and definitely not having electronics. <laughs> but, but, um, but yeah, just having them do, do fun things. And um, we, one thing, really silly thing that we do is we have a pull-up bar in our doorway and every time we walk through, we do pull up. And so even Tirza who's nine is over there doing three pull ups in a row. Oh my
0: goodness.
4: (laughs) I love it. You know, just, just things like that. that, So like that it's ingrained, you know, and it's like showing just, just like teaching them to read the Bible every day or reading to them from the Bible every day, like, or brushing their teeth every day. It's like the same kind of thing, like just instilling that. Um, And that's also something else I wanted to mention too, is that, With fitness, whether you're talking about exercising or you're talking about food, um, doing something a little bit every day is so much more important than doing an eight-hour workout once every three months. (laughs) Do you understand what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? So like even if you do nothing but get out and do a walk, but do it every day, or, like, eat one piece of fruit and one vegetable every single day. That's better than eating horrible for weeks and weeks and weeks and then eating a really good week, you know? And so um, I just think it's super important that you do that little bit every day. And as far as like even with your kids, read the Bible just a little bit every day, you know, teach them something just a little bit every day. And then that way, when it, and when they hear just same thing, like with dating, anything, any of those things, they, you can piece it together. And then when they get older and they've heard it so many times over and over again, then it's in them and it's in the heart and they know, mm-hmm. you know, which way to go.
0: So. Mm-hmm.
4: How do you think
2: that some of that plays in, not necessarily with children, but I think that that some of this health and how people feel about whether they should be healthier, that they should be doing more or this or that. Like, I think that sometimes that shame really comes into that. And those feelings are, can be very real and a real thing in this subject. Do you have anything, any thoughts on that or how to, how to get through that, how to get past that to where you're actually able to work on your health, rather than being kind of stuck in that.
4: Yeah, I definitely think that that is a huge, huge piece. All I mean that, and also um, just even things from your childhood, like how you were raised, what food you ate when you were a kid, and things that bring comfort to you when right. you're, you know, when you're an adult or, um, or, you know, whether you had food insecurities when you were a kid because you had like a giant family and you didn't feel like you were going to get dinner you know what I mean different things like that you know just just stuff like that along with the shame I mean I can I can kind of relate in that um because for me like each time that I gained weight and then lost it again I was like how in the heck am I back here again like why am I doing this again like, oh my goodness, like, I'm such a failure, I'm a loser, like, what in the world? Like, how can I have let myself get back to a place where I have to do this all over again? And, you know, um, it's so interesting because I do work in the industry and I do, like, work with people all the time that are, lo- you know, losing weight and um, and have lost it before or, you know, whatever and stuff like that or are dealing with, you know, all sorts of different kinds of emotions and stuff like that. Um, but they, you know, I, I try to figure out how I can turn on a switch for somebody. You know what I mean? Like, how can I make you get past those things or to make you flip that switch? That's going to motivate you to get you going. And honestly, like, I can't like, I'm like, that has to be worked out with you. Like there's has to be something I can honestly say the last time that I started again, cause it took me A year and a half after I had my baby to even start anything this Mm -hmm. last time because I was dealing with all that shame of like having like gained all this weight again and like how am I gonna get it off again and it's so much work and I just don't want to deal with it and all of that you know so um, I honestly for me what flipped the switch and what got me motivated is two people said something to me Um, that made me feel like I can't like I can't sit here anymore like it was so painful and it's something about that that pain of change is less than the pain of staying the same kind of thing you know you have to figure out when that is gonna switch for you Mm -hmm. and for me because of those two statements to me it made me feel like I can't stay here anymore because it's too painful and so I needed to switch and make that change to like even though I know it's hard and I know it's like just that journey is so difficult and I would never lie to somebody and be like, Oh yeah, this is fun to lose weight or oh we're gonna we're gonna make it easy for you or anything or those people that are like, Oh, you're gonna lose twenty one pounds in seven days, you know. I'm like, that's not that's not how we roll. It's going to be hard, and you're going to cry. Believe me, you're going to cry. <laughs> you're gonna, and your weight's going to go up one day, and you're going to be like, what the heck, I'm doing everything right. And it's going to be hard, and it's going to, you know, whatever. But I don't – I mean, to be honest, like, I don't know. There is a book that we um, – always um re- reference is called change anything. So if you guys want to look up a book, look up change anything and it's super helpful. And um
0: who is it by? That's
4: a good question. You
0: know? Okay, that's
4: okay. I can look it up. All right. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We can okay. we can figure it out later. Okay. Um and uh they just um they did they've done lots of research on how people change and stuff like that and it talks about like six different areas and um, just how to make those changes so um we reference that book a lot and we read um different passages out of it and play videos from the uh, authors and stuff and i would highly recommend that to to anyone trying to make a change um so
2: that's awesome
4: i love it and
2: did you have when you said You, you touched on it a little bit, but can you tell me if someone is feeling overwhelmed and wanting to start, like, can you say, what's the first thing? What, like, would you say is like, someone comes to you, but says, I can't only eat in eight hours, you know, like not something that, that feels that overwhelming, but, but what's, yeah. What's the first change Um, to make?
4: Okay. So, um, First of all, I'm. I. Um, I'm trying to think of that quote that I just put on the board. You, you can have um. You can have excuses, or you can have change, but you can't have both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, so I would probably say to them, "Tell me one thing that you can do." Yeah. And this week, what are you going to do? Um. So if it can't be eight hours, let's start with ten, you know, okay? And then we'll cut it down. We'll cut it down to nine, and then we'll cut it down to eight. You know, like I'll say, what can you do this week? Rather than can't, because when I, I get super frustrated when I hear the word can't, and I'll even tell my kids that. I get really like, don't limit yourself, because as soon as you say you can't, you can't. (laughs) And um, Mm -hmm. so, I don't know, what's that saying? Whether you say you can or you can't you're right. Yeah, exactly. Um, So um, I would prefer not to use that language and I would ask people not to use that language, but tell me one thing that you can do. Yeah, that's great.
1: Um, So, and you mentioned too, just adding more fruits and vegetables. What Mm -hmm. would be like the one thing that you would, like if somebody was first starting out trying to get healthier, and they, they could do the eight hours. They could eat more fruits and vegetables. What would be the one thing that you would say is the most important to cut out first? <laughs> good one.
4: Ah, that is a good question. Um, so, again, I try not to be super on the negative side. So I would rather people eat more of the good stuff and not focus on what they're going to take out rather eventually it crosses over because one day it occurred to me gosh if I eat this whole list of things that I say that I have to eat then there's no more room for me to eat anymore like I can't I'm not even hungry after I eat all this stuff and so I was like oh well I don't need to (laughs) like so eventually like it gets there I promise 20 years ago Bo was like this is what we have to eat and I was like you're crazy and now I'm here so and it took little bits and little pieces and little switches and little changes and my mentality just changing and f- eventually getting to where I was like oh okay so I I don't want to tell people to mm-hmm. like and sometimes when you tell people to completely change they That rubber band gets pulled back so hard that they fly way back to the other side. Right.
1: That's what I was thinking Even when you said that. Like, that sounds almost so encouraging because it seems as soon as you try to cut something out, the more you want it. Exactly. Where, like, if we're not focusing on cutting things out and just adding the fruits and vegetables in... Like, it's awesome to hear you say that, though, because you almost don't – it doesn't feel like that's allowed. Like, even to start out, like, you have to cut things out. Like, I'm not eating healthy and not – like, I, I just love that you say that, that it will – like, right. if we're trying to eat more fruits and vegetables and stop focusing
4: on, like um, – So fruits and vegetables are full of, like, phytonutrients, but mostly fiber and water. So if you can have your one piece of fruit, like um, – one time, Bobby was describing it to a lady, and he was just like, okay, you can have your brownies. Don't tell yourself you can't have your brownie, okay? Um, you can have your brownie, but how about we say this first? First, you eat an apple, and then you eat your brownie. And eventually, you'll find this thing happens where you're like, I don't really want the brownie <laughs> right. after you eat the apple. Totally. And so if you just make little tricks like that for yourself and give yourself grace and love and mm-hmm. not feel like, you have to cut the brownie completely out. Don't tell yourself you don't have you that you, you can't eat it because I'm going to be healthy. Mm-hmm. Then you start feeling like, "Okay, I can do this." And it is it is a positive thing. Mm-hmm. So, I, I that. think
2: that's great advice. I've been thinking about summer and thinking about how hard it is at times during the summer because there's so many parties. There's so I mean there is all the time, but there's certain times of year like holiday times and then also I feel like that about summer where there's cookouts and there's not always something available at a cookout you know like Mm -hmm. a lot of times it's complete junk you know can
4: I tell you a few little tips for that I can tell you a few little tips for that so a if it's bring up bring something bring your something (laughs) bring the greens or bring the fruit that you're going to munch on the whole time instead of like bringing more junk to add to the pile. So that's my first thing. Second thing is, is I never go there telling myself I can't have the one thing that I want. And so I will take my plate, but what I do is I take my plate and I, I'm not kidding you. I load it with fruits and vegetables. Like, so like I'll take a bed of greens or like broccoli or whatever, and then I just take my a little bit of like potato salad or, you know, or whatever salad I want and put it on top. Or, and then I take a hamburger and I put it on top and then I just eat it on the bed of greens. And then that I'm getting all those nutrients, I'm getting all the fiber and water in there and it's filling up my belly. So then I'm not feeling like I'm still hungry and I just want to keep munching on all the other junk. And so, um, that's one huge thing that I do is like fill up my belly with the vegetables before I eat whatever I want. Right. That's what I was thinking that like to say exactly
2: that, like not say I can't have whatever it is that you want, but to first say, oh, I'm just going to eat fruits and vegetables Mm -hmm. first. I love that. I -hmm. think it's awesome. Mm -hmm. So practical. So, all right. So you said once in a while you might eat something that's, you know, (laughs) not, not the best thing. I guess our listeners want to know, what's your go-to not good thing? <laughs> You've been so positive. The whole time you say, I don't want to tell anyone, you know, I don't want to be negative, and then we ask you questions like that. Um,
4: That's okay. It's fine. Um, so almost always in my cupboard, there's not, like, you won't find chips and you won't find meat. You won't find, like, milk or cheese in my refrigerator. But... <laughs> If you go in my cupboard, you will find stuff to make. Rice Krispie Treats with chocolate chips and s'more stuff. No matter what day you come to my house, it'll be in my cupboard. I swear. I love (laughs) love it. it. That's (laughs) hilarious. So
1: do you have something that is your like when you're craving something sweet but it's actually healthy?
4: Yes, I do. So, little plug. (laughs) My husband is officially official we make biota bars and you can buy them (laughs) and they're healthy and there's no sugar added and they're high in fiber low in fat and they're super delicious like unlike any bar on the market and they're so yummy so what
1: what is did you say the name of them
4: biota bars
1: okay and where can we find them
4: you can contact me at bodafitness.com. Woohoo. All right. Awesome. I'm
1: excited. I we should have let's put that in the show notes. I know, but we should have been like <laughs> snacking on one right now. I know. We should have brought <laughs> us all. We but we will. We will. And we'll Do you guys sponsor podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. We'll
0: we'll talk about that later. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all
4: right, well, if you, ladies, do you have anything else? Oh, wait. I have one more other. Yes. Share. Mike is also officially official. And he makes whole food donuts. And they are donuts that are healthy.
1: Awesome. I'm excited. That's awesome. Yeah. That's love it. Great.
2: Do you have anything else before we ask what's good about today?
1: I don't think so. I don't think so. I think right, we're good. Tell that tell was us. awesome. Love it.
3: What's good about today?
4: my goodness so many good things um i guess i'm gonna say that i'm on vacation and that's what's good about today (laughs) that's awesome
0: i love it do you do you guys do anything special on vacation like do you do anything different okay i don't know what i'm trying to say never mind (laughs) (laughs) like like what do you do like what is vacation to you Like, is it just sitting around doing nothing or is it like going and doing fun things? I don't know. Anything more (laughs) than (laughs) R&R?
4: So we probably do a little bit of resting and whatever. Um, I might work a little bit. (laughs) But um, we try to get out and about and do things. We like to do active things. So, Yeah. yeah, we'll be out and about.
1: We love that you spent one of your vacation days on our podcast. That's awesome.
4: (laughs) I'm glad it worked out.
1: Totally. Okay, I have a question, even though we're about to wrap it up here. But
0: (laughs) what does having a good day or just the saying, it's a good day, mean to you?
4: Oh, that's a good one. Um, So honestly, I've um, had a rough life and um, parents divorced, stuff like that. Um, went through a bunch of stuff, alcoholic dad, a bunch of things, and um, was able to um, go through sober Recovery a few years ago, and um, really brought to light what God's love meant to me, and how God uses every bit of every day to make His good possible, and whether that is the good stuff or the bad stuff um it all truly it works together and like I know like when we're in the midst of that hard and it's like pressing on us so much it is almost impossible to see that good but it's there there's something good through that and then when we can look back and see God's grace it's It's just incredible to me. I'll just tell you one little story. I was pregnant when I was 19, and I'm going to cry. had a baby when I wasn't married, and God gave me an amazing husband, and that boy grew up to be an amazing, amazing man of God. But that time of being pregnant and not being married was harder than hard, horrible, and God took that and redeemed it so amazingly, and my son, the man of God who he is, is, that is a good day, Mm
1: -hmm. yeah, yeah, for sure, I love it so
4: much,
0: and now he's married and has a little, a little daughter, (laughs) I was gonna say a little, a little one of his own yeah
2: that's awesome god is so good
1: thank you tanya for sharing and i know a lot of people will be encouraged and everything that you said i love it for sure thanks for having me <laughs>
3: have a good day